Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heal Squad. It's going to be a great day. We're going to be chatting all about calibration, 90 Day Fiance, and some baby stuff. And I'm going to be answering all your questions. (laughs) So we got a a lot to get in here on this Monday. We're going to start with our quote of the day. The greatest glory in living lies in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. That's from Nelson Mandela. Uh, I think he knows a thing or two about that. That's for sure. Uh, friends, if you have not checked out Macy's.com backslash heel squad, as you know, they're a big supporter of the show. I have personally curated an entire page of homeware and fashion and so much more there. Um, currently accruing some really great mother's day picks so that you guys have as many ideas as possible for your mom on this mother's day. Um, we also have our merch up on mariamenunos.com. I got my Hill Squad mug with a lot of lipstick on here. Um, I've returned to coffee today. I Actually, I've had a little bit of coffee the last couple of days. Wow. Which is funny because when I quit something, I quit. But this was never something that was like, oh, I want to quit for life. It was, I want to quit to help my stomach. In that moment, yeah. And I've had these random cravings that I could not avoid. Every day I was like, I want a latte. I love that. And so I was like, my body must be talking to me. Honestly, when you said coffee this morning, I thought that you misspoke. And I almost said coffee. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. And so the craving's been... The craving was real. And so I was like, okay, body wants coffee. And you know, it's filled with antioxidants. Although I watched a video where Dr. Stephen Gundry, who's been on this show before talking about lectins, said that we negate the benefits of coffee when we add cream or any of these almond milks or anything because those have lectins and that is frustrating (laughs) because I can drink it black but that's not the craving the craving was for something warm and milky (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. I would I'm I'm not a hundy on the on the lectin conversation. So if that makes you feel better, my my take is I think it's good if with a good almond milk that doesn't have all the oils and all that extra crap. Like the milk that we love is just almonds and a little bit of pink Himalayan. Mm-hmm. I'm like good to go. So good I was go. at a place called Alfred's Coffee yesterday. Yeah. And I got a latte with milkadamia milk. <gasps> it was so good. <laughs> Natasha's like, it is the best. It has no sugar. Now, I didn't get to read the ingredients because it was like a one-time thing. I'm like, okay. But I just ordered some. I'll look at the ingredients and see if there's any of like the xanthan gums and all of that. Because I think the malk, is that what it is that we have? Yes. That doesn't have that. Nothing. Which nope. is really good. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was like, ooh, I was so impressed. But yeah, I've had a couple of coffees as of late. I also am not into the lectin conversation. I just haven't really deciphered whether it's out of defiance <laughs> because there's so many lectins that I eat. You know, there's peppers and eggplants and tomatoes. These are all beautiful vegetables that God gave us, I thought, for a reason. But he also gave us cactus and all kinds of other things that we shouldn't be eating and poisonous berries. So then I thought about poisonous berries and, you know, things like that that we're not supposed to eat that are deadly. And I was like, well, maybe my my point isn't well taken. Yeah, it's interesting. I've talked to a couple of my, like, doctors who have helped me in the past or naturopaths, and they're all very much like, don't worry about it. Some, some people, some people can't digest it well. That's like, some people are affected by the lectins. I think for me, they were just like, nah, don't, don't worry about it unless it, unless you feel it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I want to do some of my own research, but I've never felt like super bothered by tomatoes or eggplants. And yeah, like, like you said, I know there's so many beautiful benefits to a a big juicy from the garden tomato. So yeah. Well, it's know. the crux of our diet in our house with my dad. Yeah. And I just think about the, you know, the longevity diets and the Mediterranean diet. And it's all of those things. That's what we eat. We eat eggplants, tomatoes, peppers, all these things we eat. So it's hard for me to buy in. We should ask Dr. Allison because I think she would have a really great take on it because um, she's such a a studious so smart, yeah. person that if she hasn't done the research, she will, and then we'll know more. But yeah, I'm, I'm back to a little bit of coffee. That's the first coffee I've made myself. Um, wow. Part of my problem was I had this taste that I was chasing, and I went to a couple of places, and I didn't get that taste. Mm. So then I just kept going. And so now this is probably my fifth coffee I've had. <laughs> and this one's pretty good. Actually, yesterday's was the one. It was, you nailed Yesterday's, it. Yesterday's, the, the Alfred's coffee was so good oh, with the milkadamia. I was so happy. So, oh my God. I, th- I feel like, honestly, for me, coffee is like a love language for me. I'm obsessed with coffee. So, I'm like, a good cup of coffee. Like, I go to bed and look forward to it in the morning. I'm like, mm-hmm. so excited to have my coffee. So, I'm excited for you. I, a good cup of coffee really like can set your day up. Yeah, but you have to do it on a full stomach. That you do. That is the key. You got to yep. do it on a full stomach. And if you are having stomach issues, you know, it's it's definitely something to consider wiping out for a little while. I do believe I will only have it temporarily um, because I feel like the benefits of green tea far outweigh 
the benefits of coffee and also just for sustained energy. The green tea carries you over longer rather than the, the spike of the and intensity of regular coffee. So well, I'm curious. I, that's what I was going to ask you, actually, if you are feeling if the caffeine. I am. Are you? Yeah. The difference. I'm feeling both ways. I'm feeling the energy zap and yeah. then the crash. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't like the crash. Yeah. The crash so, isn't great. <laughs> no. So that's why I don't feel like this is, I, I feel like there's something that my body wants right now. So I'm listening to it. And I think that's an important lesson for all of us not to be so rigid in our ways. Like if there's something that you're craving, you can't deny it. Even if it's something sweet, sometimes your body just needs that sweet thing. When the glucose goddess comes on the show, you guys will get to hear about blood sugars spiking and then crashing and then spiking and then crashing. And then what you think behind the scenes, because you don't really know the, or not educated on kind of that part of our system, you're going to assume I'm just addicted to sugar. Oh my God, I can't live without my sugar. And it's not that. You're not really addicted to sugar. It's just you keep crashing and you need that sugar to survive. And so once you listen to this episode, I think it's going to change so much. In fact, I've been drinking uh, vinegar in my water every before every meal like she taught us. There's so many lessons that I've already implemented from her. My dad's doing it now too, which is really cool. So I thought that was great. Has he felt a difference? Or is Um, he just like, okay, Maria. (laughs) <laughs> right now he's just listening to me. That's good though. <laughs> that's, that's new. Um, and so, and it's funny, he is, um, saying yes to doctor appointments out here. So he was very frustrated when I was scheduling them before. And I said, dad, we got to get to the bottom of why your belly is, you know, extended and, 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 you know, not right. And your bowels aren't working right. Like there's something we can fix here. And I think he's so frustrated with it that he's finally saying yes. So I'm trying to squeeze the appointments in before he leaves to go back to the East Coast. That's where, great news, though. Where uh, oh. executive producer in charge, Kevin, <laughs> is uh, currently managing a house that's down to studs outside of that one kind of room he's enjoying. Um, so, yeah. Poor Kevin. I was like, I don't know why God just keeps calling you to be either a construction worker or a caretaker. One of the two, that's where Kevin falls. Um, But hopefully this is it after this. Um, Baby stuff. Let's start with baby stuff. So uh, we have a baby coming and I put out a little video that... um, I wanted to know what the best kind of products were for everybody, you know, because I have to start getting stuff. I'm not going to have a baby shower. I can't put it together. I I just can't. I'll probably do something after. They call them sip and seize. (laughs) I didn't know about these things before. Never heard of it in my life, but but I love it. (laughs) I'm not a baby shower person. And also I'm not carrying the baby. Like I feel like if you're carrying a baby, it's a beautiful thing to kind of celebrate you know, you're probably miserable by the time you have your baby shower and this is like a nice kind of jolt in the arm for you. But um, for me right now, it's more than enough to deal with, you know, construction on a house on the East Coast and a baby coming and figuring out um, all of the things that need to be figured out. And we have a couple of trips coming up. So now we're starting on the nursery. So this studio 
was uh, designed by this lovely woman, Cynthia, and her husband, Wes, and they built it. And I said, hey, you think you could do my nursery? I don't need anything fancy. I'm not that person that has to have the perfect nursery. I just want something to feel aesthetically nice for us and the baby, something simple. And um, I don't believe in buying all that expensive stuff that everybody's like, you know, nurseries can get crazy. So, um, so she put a mood board together. I said, there are a couple pieces I want you to incorporate in here. There, um, are some needlepoint pieces that my mom and my grandmother made. And they're these like beautiful pieces of like, one's like a baby, the other one's flowers. And so, um, I'm so excited because my brain, even though like I can, I can have good taste with things. Putting it together sometimes is so hard for me. And I know it's so hard for so many people. That's why we need Cynthia's that just get it. Um, Like I would have never picked that wallpaper. I would have just kept a clean wall. And then, oh no, I was going to do trees, which would never have looked as good as this. Um, But uh, she put it together so that it all just blends and looks so cool. So I'm really, really excited for how this is going to come out. We're going to do a little molding on the wall and, um, I'm really, really excited for this to come together. So it's like nursery starts tomorrow. I was in the closet cleaning out. I had already done one massive clean out of all of my stuff that was stored in there. Um, we had so many files. I don't know if you guys have files. You guys don't this generation, but like our generation, we used file cabinets and you know, you're alone. We've got a family of people. So it's like, you know, whether it's cars and medical and, you know, contracts from work, there's so many things I had to go through this weekend. So that was when I got my first cup of coffee and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And I went through, I think it was eight bins of files and put a big box together of things to shred. So I'm taking them to the shredder and, um, and then I have some other stuff I'm just going to give away and man, giving away and getting rid of stuff feels so good. Um, so I am clearing that out so that we have everything set for the baby. I hired a baby nurse yesterday. Which was That's very exciting. Very exciting and kind of crazy because they're extremely expensive. Like extremely expensive. Like really, really insanely expensive. And it was kind of hard to do because I think about my mom, she didn't have a baby nurse, right? I think about so many people that do this without it. Um, but here's the difference. (laughs) I realized I'm old. (laughs) It's like a whole other thing to do at my age. When you're in your 20s or even early 30s, you have such a different kind of energy. Not that I don't have energy. I do. And then there's been all these health things and whatever. So I was like, you know what? I don't splurge on a lot of things. So I, I'm going to make this decision to make the first couple of months of our lives easy and have someone teach us all the things because I don't have my mom. If I had my mom, I wouldn't even blink. There would be no question in my mind, we got this. Um, And even having Violetta, who's like my second mom, I know we're covered to a degree, but I don't want to burden her with a lot of it. 
Um, and Kevin really wants to do it as well, but we don't know what the heck we're doing. So I was like, okay, we're going to have somebody for the first three months that's going to help us, that's going to teach us, and then we'll go on our way. What I would love to find is a Greek au pair who can speak Greek to the baby eventually and be with the baby for its, you know, formative years. Um, so that's kind of my goal. Violetta will teach it Spanish. I know my Spanish too. And then we'll speak to it in Greek. And then we'll kind of have both languages, which I think will be really, really cool. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with all of that. What's the process like of an au pair? I know I've had friends who have done it in other countries, but like, mm-hmm. so you'd get someone from Greece, right? That's the goal. So we yeah. are going to Greece. Oh. Um, so I'm putting out the APB for everybody that I know. I just don't know how visas work right now. And I really want somebody who just wants to do that so that it's not somebody just for six months or whatever. I want this person to be consistent because I've been hearing how important it is to have consistency. Again, I don't know anything. I'm just learning. But um, it would be really nice to have kind of that that energy around. So we'll see. Um, I'm putting it out there. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. And I do believe like the right person will just come. It will work because even with the baby nurse thing. So I know we live in a bubble in Los Angeles and anybody I've spoken to here is like, Oh my God, the second we're pregnant, we call and we, we lock in our baby nurse. And I'm like, and they're like, you're already so behind the ball. You're so screwed. And then this is kind of like the energy that was being put out. And I go, guys, I'm not worried. I'm going to be fine. Every baby nurse that I talked to, let's say, actually not every, I would say 50% of them were actually available starting on the due date of my baby. Literally, they were like, oh, this date. And I'm like, this is so bananas. So I really did have my pick. um, And I checked references. And this woman um, has, you know, incredible references. I could tell through the phone. She was like, how do you know? I said, I've interviewed people for over 20 years. I really know people well at this point. I can be fooled, and I have been, but it's not going to happen often. So um, she has this, like, real grandmother-y, like, loving energy. And so I'm really, really excited. So it's, like, funny. Like, things are kind of happening, and it's getting real, and people are sending things to the house. So, like, I think there was a car seat in the front hallway today. No way. Um, That's, like, it just makes things so real. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, you know, I'm not doing a baby shower, and everyone's like, well, how are we going to know what to get you? I'm like, I'm just going to get what I got to get. It's fine. And then it's funny, I'm getting these emails from the companies that actually are on the wish list because I had my friend put together. I'm like, what do I need to buy? I don't know. And like one by one, things are coming off the list. I was like, it's so crazy how the universe just works, right? Do you so. feel like it's because you you put it out there? Like, what would be your suggestion for people? Like, I feel like that doesn't always happen, you know? Well, obviously, not everyone's in my position where... Yeah you know, a brand wants to see my, to see me using their product. Right. So yes, that's not going to happen necessarily like that. But I do believe that I believe in energy and I believe in kind of, you get what you give and we give a lot. And, um, I've only seen abundance come back to us and, doesn't mean that there aren't things in between, right? Like 
things happen. But I just watch what happened with my wedding, even with this baby now. I am not, when I, when I was putting the wedding together in Greece, I decided a month before. I tried on my dress the day before, right? I didn't even have shoes. I didn't have jewelry. I made maybe a couple of decisions. Like I begged my dad not to get me a donkey. <laughs> my dad was like, I got to get you a donkey, Maria, to take you from the house to the church. And I go, dad, I'm not getting on a donkey in a gown. And so he got a horse-drawn carriage instead. But there was very minimal effort from my side because I surrendered the outcome. I surrendered the need for like the control and the details. And I just believed in what I wanted. And what I wanted was just to have a fun, familial, beautiful day. And I wanted my mom to see, oof, I wanted my mom to see me get married and I didn't care about like invites and how pretty they were or I actually didn't want any of that. So when I, I talked to a wedding planner at one point, I spent two hours on the phone with her and I said, I don't want invites. I don't want the formalities. I don't want all the bullshit. I just want a big party in the village. I want to honor the village and the roots that we're from and throw some lemons on a table, make it pretty like, like with lemons. I'm like, we'll just cut lemons from the tree. I physically thought I would be cutting lemons the day before. Like that was my mentality. I just want food there, a lot of food and music and booze. And my friend got involved and he was like, Maria, he's like, let our friend, let your friends handle this. He's like, we love you. You guys have gone through so much. This was like right after brain surgeries. And he's like, let us help you. And just it all came together from there, but it came together from love. And that was, I believe the energy of what I wanted and the surrendering allowed for it to be what it was. Now, if I had meddled and controlled and micromanaged all of it, it wouldn't have happened like that. And the same thing with this baby. I've been so chill about the whole experience. I'm not up the surrogate's butt with, you know, are you doing this? Are you doing that? I trust And that trust is reciprocated with her because she's showing me it back. So then I feel safe, right? So for her, I send her whatever it is that she needs. Like sometimes I'll send her some organic skin products or I send her organic meats. And I'm not saying, did you eat all of this? Are you eating anything bad? Did you have sugar? I'm not not doing any of that. And the baby is growing healthily and happily. Um... When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, For a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between. But 
It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. You know, she sends me updates all the time. We chat on the phone. It's been like such a beautiful experience. And now even putting this part of it all together, the nursery, like people were like months ago, like not months ago, but yeah, maybe months ago, like you got to start, you got to start now. And I'm like, I can't right now. And I couldn't, there was a lot going on. And so it came together when it's coming together. And, and it's just, it's just funny. Like that's such a big lesson in life, I think is surrendering. Um, it has to be in a sense with the right people too, right? You have to feel that safety and that trust and that security Um, but also at the same time, just kind of giving it up to God and just being like, well, whatever it's supposed to be is what it's going to be. And, um, and everything is coming together effortlessly. So these are the things that all these spiritual gurus teach us, whether it's Gabby Bernstein or Esther Hicks or Wayne Dyer, but they're really hard to apply because we live in a world where fear dominates us. And that fear of not having the baby nurse, the fear of not being prepared and the nursery's got to be ready and all this stuff. I mean, as of three weeks ago, I think I was moving. (laughs) I was like, okay, we're moving. That's it. We're finally going to do it. And then I woke up one day in a pool of sweat and I go, what am I doing? I'm inviting a baby into the world soon. We're in the middle of construction. We got all this other stuff going on. We've got a couple of trips. I'm like, what am I trying to do? This is all too much. And so I gave it up. I'm like, that will happen when it's supposed to happen. I'm surrendering this. 
and I'm not going to think about, you know, the market, which is one of the things I was afraid of. I'm like, the market's crashing. I won't be able to get what I want for this house. Um, I found a house I really wanted. Well, how am I going to find another one? There's going to be a million others. It'll be fine. So surrendering is a really, really big thing. It's hard to do. Um, but anytime I've done it, I've yielded the best results ever. My wedding was the greatest day ever. It was so much fun. It was all love. It was so beautiful. And I had no idea what I was walking into. I have pictures. I was showing a friend the other day. I have pictures of us doing shots before because I was like, I don't know what we're walking into. This could be a total shit show. (laughs) It was like the most beautiful, incredible night and and beautiful experience ever. So um, it's kind of funny how things work out. I'm so curious because you mentioned at the beginning that you want to talk about, was it magnetism? Calibrating. Calibrating. I'm like, it's still stuck in my head because I'm like, I have no idea what this is. And I'm really excited for you to talk about. So calibrating, it's funny. I I picked up one of my journals. I have journals that I refer back to when I'm uneasy. I'm not feeling right. I'm, you know, just not in my highest kind of power. And I go back and I reread my notes from an Esther Hicks seminar or Dr. Joe And that helps recalibrate me and remind me of things. It reminds me of who I want to be. And, you know, sometimes you go down these like dark holes and you let things affect you so much. And um, I've been in that period where I've allowed things to really kind of take over. And so I have to recalibrate, but it's hard to remember, right? When you get into that space, it's like you get deeper and deeper and deeper. It's hard to get out. And I know one of our questions actually even pertain to that. Someone wanted to know how you kind of get out of these funks. And so for me, I go back to my notes. I recalibrate by reading these notes and remembering that I have the power of choice in every situation. I have the power and choice on how I want to show up every day. I have the choice on how I want to feel every day and how to react. Um... And so those reminders will reset you. Um, You know, one of the things that I had written down was don't calibrate to how others feel about you. It was never their job to please or support you. (gasps) That's like kind of holy moly to me. Um, I think that you walk into a room and sometimes you calibrate to other people, especially if you're empathic or, you know, sensitive, you can easily just jump into other people's energy. And also that's part of wanting to assimilate. And so I think the challenge for all of us is to stay in our calibration and our zone and what we want to be. So that starts with intention. So in the mornings, I've gotten back into my routine with Winnie, where we do our grateful list and we we, you know, we go through everything that we're grateful for, which is part of calibrating. So we're born calibrators. Um, and the way you can calibrate, and this was taught to me by Esther Hicks is first it's reaching for that next best thought, the better thought than where you're at. What's a better thought you can choose to think so that you can feel it. And then it's a rampage of appreciation. So that's why I love my grateful list in the morning. It's a really fun exercise I do with Winnie. 
and it'll be sad someday when I don't have Winnie because she's special with it. I, I ask all the kids, Max, Winnie, and Bobo, who wants to be grateful? And Winnie gets all excited and she starts rolling around and she's, you know, you know, rubbing her eyes with her paws and she starts grunting and doing this whole thing. And then Max starts running up the stairs and now Bobo will come, but then Bobo and Max will start play fighting and then they get annoying. So I'll say, who wants to be grateful? And then we'll start through the grateful list. And we, you know, we say how grateful we are for our health and our homes and cars and jobs and all of that. And we're grateful for the squad. We're grateful for Auntie Violetta. We're grateful for daddy and Papu. And we go through the list of people we're grateful for. And then at the end, I say, now, what do we want to be in the world today? And I always say, I want to be the light inside and out. And I say, Winnie, what do you want to be? And she's, she just starts grunting around. I'm like, okay, you want to be a little bitch today. Got it. And then we say, amen. But what that process does for me is I can wake up super neutral. It doesn't mean like I, I, I'm not unhappy. I'm not happy. The second I do this and Winnie and I start playing, I get so joyful. And also that rampage of appreciation takes over because I'm like, I have so many things to be grateful for. You need these reminders. No matter how humble or grateful you are, you need that reminder. So I have those note cards on my mantle where I have all my my church icons and I go through the list every night. What am I grateful for? What did I do that was loving to me today? What did I do that was not? Where did I go unconscious? And I have to hit those things. And again, it's an accountability because I'm like, oh gosh, yep. I was super, you know, crabby here. I went unconscious there. Like I go through my list and it helps me to remember what I don't want to do and don't want to be. So the rampage of appreciation is really important. Reaching for a better thought. And then... um, Let me see what my last note was on that because I wrote so small. Calibrate to who you are, um, which is what your, your heart really is and who you really are inside. So that's what you want to calibrate to. You don't want to calibrate to what other people think of you because now you're calibrating to their perception of you. They don't know you. And if they're thinking anything badly of you, they really don't know the inside. So you have to set your calibration point every day. And those are just really good reminders, um, for me at least, when I'm not feeling well. Um, and then another note that I had really taken well um, and, and put into is that troubles in life are valuable to us. And they're valuable in helping us find out what we want and what we don't want. So when you're in these like, things aren't working kind of moments, those are like, to me, God's kind of moments where it's like, hey, you need to grow. Hey, you need to make other decisions. Hey, maybe you need to make some changes, but you don't want to. And so I'm, I'm dangling this over again. You keep making the same mistake. Here's that same pattern coming back. Are you going to do something about it? And a lot of us are afraid to make changes. Um, We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to get hurt ourselves, all of that. But these things keep coming up and they're valuable to us so we can know what we want and what we don't want. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you keep having, you know, the same kind of problems with this person, um, 
and here it is again, and now you're finding yourself unhappy and stressed and whatever, maybe you need to make a new decision. Maybe you need to make a change. And, and that is, again, kind of finding the silver lining in things that are going wrong because everything's happening for us, not to us. That's what I believe. Um, and so anytime I can, you know, get out of the rubble and remember why is this happening for me or how could it be happening for me? Oh, I need to upgrade. And I wasn't going to upgrade if it wasn't for this situation. Um, so that's kind of another way to look at those kind of troubling moments is what do I want to calibrate to? Right now I've been calibrating to the problem. I've been calibrating to the, to the thing I don't want. And now I'm feeling all of those feelings. I want to calibrate to the solution. I want to calibrate to the desire. If you calibrate to the desire, that's going to take you to a whole other place. And if you start feeling those feelings, remember if you're, if you, if you believe in your desire and you believe it's possible, then the universe starts to flow things to you. So um, calibrating is so important. And that's why I love these notebooks. And that's why I still have to build that notebook that I wanted to for the Heal Squad. Um, it's just life keeps happening. So maybe with the baby in those kind of in-between moments, I can start putting this together so that you guys can have one of these journals and be able to keep it for yourself and have it be your accountability journal. So when you're not feeling good, you just know to reach for it. That's kind of my, my goal. I love that. Cause I think too, even like, and it doesn't always need to be something like that, right? Like some, I, I, because of you, I have a little note in my phone and I'm like, okay, Kelsey, if you're in a bad, bad place, putting your music on and like literally cleaning makes me feel good. If I put my headphones on and I clean. So yesterday I was like not feeling right. And then I looked at the note and I did it and I was like, Oh, I felt so much Mm -hmm. better, but I don't know why that's, it's hard when you're in the moment to remember those things. Yes. You have to have something that reminds you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, and it's building that muscle Mm -hmm. to say, Oh, I'm not feeling good. I got to go to my note in my folder or, uh, for a long time, I had it um, in my kitchen. I had a, a sign. This was like a few years ago when I was first starting all this work because uh, Tony Robbins said, you need to make your list of how to access happiness like this and for free. You can't always go to Disney World. You can't always you know, go on some fancy trip. How do I access happiness? What are the things that make me light up and feel great? And so I had my list and it was going for a walk. And, and enjoying nature, playing with the dogs, um, you know, whatever was on the list. I can't remember anything else right now off the top of my head, but it was right there. So I couldn't avoid it. So as you're building that muscle, maybe in the bathroom on your mirror, you have your happiness list. What are those things? Is it a coffee, you know, from this special place that you don't usually make time to go do because it's cheaper to make it at home or whatever, what are those things that are easily accessible? Put them on a list on your mirror, like a little note card. And until you build that muscle and can remember where you're going to have that kind of hidden, use it there and out in plain sight. So when Mel Robbins was on the show and she talked about the, the high five diet, I think it was called her book. High five habit. Oh, high five habit. Um, I had it written on my mirror that I wanted to high five myself every day. Now I just kind of do it. It's so routine. I don't need that little sticky note anymore. And it's like every day it's an affirmation, like you got this and I do got this. 
Um, so, and we all do, but we forget. Um, we forget, and a lot of times I think when life hits and we get really, you know, we get in those tough moments, it's so easy to want to be rescued, to hope somebody's going to come for you and help you and, you know, make it better and wave the magic wand. But we're the ones who are supposed to do that for ourselves. And when you realize that there's such a power in not needing anybody else um, and knowing that everything you need is within you and that you have that power. So I really liked that high-fiving because it's a reminder that I have the strength within me to handle anything. doesn't mean we don't need people. Of course, you always need people. And, um, but really, at the end of the day, you've got it. And, um, and I think that that was a really powerful tool to remind me every day that I've got this. Like, I've gone through a lot of stuff. And um, it was funny. I was at a dinner at Anastasia's house the other night. She threw another amazing party. This woman's parties are everything. She has the best energy in her home and always has the best people. And there was this woman there who was like, I've watched you on TV for years. Um, And she's like, you know, I could just tell who you are and your soul right off camera, but then I'd see you at events. And she's like, you just look like you wake up with a smile every day. And I go, not always, for sure, not always. I go, but I do have a practice that helps me in that. And, um, and it was just funny to, to, to hear that, um, that day. Now I'm forgetting why I even just brought it up. There was a whole point to it, but now I've lost my point. Um, oh, well, there was a connection to something I was going to share. It'll come back. Yeah. It'll come back. You can't read my mind? No, I wish. (laughs) Sometimes I wish I could, but Um, I can't. So it's good that you remember that you have your list. Mm, Yeah. And that that helps you. you. If you ever need to clean, you can come over. Thank you. you. If you need new places. It's honestly, and it's so funny. I actually was talking about cleaning. I love it. Well, I have a part of my brain where I'm like very OCD. And so like I think, and it's, my therapist was actually saying this to me the other day. She's like, Kelsey, I also think it's like kind of creative for you. Or like, I need to be creative every day. So like me reorganizing things in like a new way is creativity. Yeah. She's like, so putting your stuff away in a different place or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. Because I was telling her that it made me happy when I did it. And she was like, well, I think that that's it. And I was like, thanks, Pam, shut out. But so if I get through reorganizing and cleaning my place, I will call you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hit a couple questions, Maria? Sure. Oh, you know what? I have one other thing I yes, wanted to share with us. you guys today. So, and I learned it on 90 Day Fiance. So 90 Day Fiance, my favorite show on the planet, as you all know, or maybe don't if you're new to uh, the Heel Squad. 90 Day Fiance, there was, um, there's this couple that I'm fascinated by and it's uh, Osama and I forget the woman's name, but they have like a massive age difference and she's such a unique character. I just am obsessed with her because she's this older woman on the outside, but she's such a like young little girl inside and it's the cutest thing ever. Um, and she said, you know, when we're out, we get a lot of looks and I think he lives in Egypt or Morocco. I don't know where exactly he's from, but somewhere, um, in that vicinity. And she said, I hope I'm not embarrassing you. And he said, when I look at you, I don't see anybody else. He's like, because 
because I'm, I'm with you. He's like, and I don't worry about what other people are thinking because if I'm sick or if I'm hurt, none of them are coming to help me. You would be there. My family would be there. So those are the only people that I care about in terms of their opinions. And I was like, drop the mic 90 day fiance with the great tips and the great advice. And I was like, what a great lesson. It just, I I paused it and I was like, I got to soak this in because as someone who always was trained from young to worry what everybody thought, um, it's been something I've been trying to deprogram for years. Um, it's, it's a really, really big deal to, to be able to get to that place where you're like, these people aren't paying my bills. Kevin says it all the time. He's like, Maria, they're not paying our bills. Why do they get a say in court? (laughs) He's like, so no. Um, so anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. I really liked that. I like that a lot. Right? I'm like, okay, 90 day fiance. I feel like sometimes, like, I feel that way with, um, Love Island, big Love Island fan. I feel like I learn a lot about relationships through Love Island. I'm like, oh my God, that's how I do not want to be treated. I'm like, okay, Sydney just had a great line about how you should treat her. So yeah, I think that like some of these shows, right? They're like silly, but I mean, hey, good lessons. Yeah. Good lessons. I would love to get to that place too. I feel like, I feel like I'm better now. Ripe 29 year old. I don't care actually as much as I used to which is, but it's something I'm definitely like always working on. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to, right? Like our world is now built around likes on Instagram. It's even worse than it ever was. Um, that's why I shut off the, you know, like counts and things like that a while ago. And now I see everybody's doing it. I was like, Oh, interesting. But, um, I, I think it's a really hard thing to implement, but if you really look at it, Who's going to be there for you when you're sick? Who's going to be there for you when you're down? If the answer is no, then case it all. Like, why do I have to care about what you think about how I'm living my life or what I'm doing or what I look like or what I'm wearing? But that was a really, really powerful thing that he said. I mean, this guy's like a poet. He's a very interesting guy. Um, so... It doesn't surprise me that that came from him, but I was like dying. I'm like, I'm watching 90 Day Fiance and I have to pause to soak in the the moment. Um, so, yeah. I love that, though. Okay, I have a couple great questions for you, Maria. Okay. I feel like you kind of already talked about this. What do you do when you, but maybe you could elaborate um, or expand. What do you do if you're feeling trapped and stuck in life? Mm. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. 
Yeah, I feel like I, I definitely answered that with the, the calibration. Yeah. I think that the more you focus your energy on anything, the more you're going to feel like that. So if you're feeling trapped, then you need to go figure out how to kind of expand, right? So is it going to the beach and feeling the um, the expansiveness of the world? Like sometimes when I'm really, really sad, I will drive down to the beach. Now that's not available to anybody in the middle of the country generally, but maybe there's a lake or something. Um, I like that. I like remembering that we aren't even specks in this world and all of the things that were just making matter so much um, really don't in the grand scheme of things. Um, obviously, there are things like health that are, are major, um, but even this morning I watched this video of a guy, and I want to get him on the show. I sent it to you, Kels. Um, this guy was diagnosed with this incurable cancer stage four as a baby. And the doctor said, you know, your baby's not going to live. And she's like, well, what is the percentage that he might? (laughs) So she was going glass half full. And they said, well, it's a 96% chance he's going to die. She's like, well, that means I have 4%. And of course the story continues. He'll never be able to play baseball. He'll never be able to be able-bodied, whatever. Then he went on and played baseball. And then he had a heart attack. And then, there were, like, he kept having all these health challenges. And he just kept overcoming everything because of his mindset and because of the, the, the ability to look into possibility. And when you focus on the, the things that the external world will share with you from their standpoint and their beliefs and their feelings will be so grim and so negative, but it's what you choose to believe. Like I said earlier, we have choice. We have the power of choice in every situation. It's not easy when you get a death sentence to think that you might be that one that could survive. The mom, I guess, had approved this um, drug for her son that had been killing all the babies in the experiment. They were taking out babies, apparently in body bags, and she's watching it. And he survived and he was healed. And so you just never know what's possible um, until you start believing in the possibility. And so you have to kind of do it with reckless abandon sometimes where you're just like, I, not, not being reckless with your medication or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying in terms of mentality in knowing what's possible and, and believing that there could be a different outcome and surrendering that outcome because maybe God has a different plan. That's what I was doing with my mom all the time. I'm like, I believe you're a miracle. I believe you continue to be a miracle. And until her last breath, I was sitting there waiting. I'm like, is this going to be a crazy turnaround? I'm so curious to see. So I lived in curiosity rather than in the depression of my mom's going to die up until the last minute. Didn't mean that I wasn't depressed that I was watching her wane. Of course, there was so much sadness involved, but in terms of what the outcome was going to be, I believed in who knows what's going to be until it was over. And even when it was over, I'm like, is she going to come back? (laughs) Remember? I was like, you never know until, you know, that time came when they had to take her. I was like, okay, I have to surrender now. But um, you have to believe. And so if you're feeling trapped and you're frustrated, 
that means that you are stuck in that kind of negative vibration and these negative emotions. And so you need to reach for that next best feeling thought and you need to start recalibrating to what you want and your desires. And once you start feeling those feelings, you know, that's what's going to start changing your attraction point so that you can get some of the things that you want. So if you're in a relationship and you feel trapped, start dreaming about the relationship you want. Start dreaming about the feeling you want to have with this partner or someone else. And things will start to shift. And you can even tell that person how to start treating you energetically. This is what I want. You can start getting into a meditation and 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 just say like, I, I am so grateful for this, you know, turnaround in, in energy where you are, you know, um, being more loving and you just start speaking it out loud as if it's already happened so that you can change that attraction point and start attracting it. And if it's not the person you want it from, then just start thinking of who this ideal person is or what the ideal job is or whatever it is until it comes to you. So good. Okay, this one's fun because I feel like you're going to have a lot. But something new you learned about yourself in your 40s. Something new I learned about myself in my 40s. Hmm. I'm really bad with timelines. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, I guess in my 40s, I have realized 1 billion percent that I can do anything. I always kind of believed in I can do anything I put my mind to because that's what my dad taught me and that's the reason why I, I well, it's what I attribute a lot of my success to is having that mentality. Um, but, you know, with the various health struggles that I've dealt with, um, my husband always used to say, you're so strong. You're so strong. I'm like I am, I feel so weak. I, I don't know what you're seeing in me that I don't see. I see it now. <laughs> it is very loud. I'm like, Oh, I can handle anything. I don't want anything more, but I can, I can handle a lot and I can handle a lot and get through it fast and see the gifts in it all. And and I really do believe that life is happening for you, not to you. So I do see the gifts in everything, even the most dire. It might take a second because we are human, but I see it and I, I am excited knowing all of that because then it's just like you just roll through it and you realize that somebody else always has it harder. Um, that story I heard this morning, I just YouTubed inspiring health stories. I was like, I just want to hear something great, great this morning. And you just hear this guy had to keep getting up and keep getting up and keep getting up. And that mom had to keep faith and keep faith and keep faith. And you're like, if they can do it, why can't we in every aspect of life? Right. You get so impatient sometimes with your desires and that also, kind of stops the attraction point, right? Because now you're just focusing on the lack and you don't want to focus on the lack. So you want to be feeling abundant, even if you aren't officially abundant in the ways you think you want to be in order to attract it. So yeah, you, you just got to keep on getting up because that's what the great, great people do. I feel like the follow up on that, like if you feel like you are in lack, 
right? Like how, how do you shift? It can be so hard if you are like stuck in that place to shift back, to catch it. Like you always talk about catching the thought, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of like pivoting it, but it's hard. Yeah. Give me an example. Oh gosh. I mean, I feel like if you're, if you're just in that place of nothing's working for me, this or that, I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't have an ex- like a specific one of like when you are stuck in lack, but let's say, you know, I don't know, instead of focusing on the, f- the 4%, that could be, you know, possible. You're mm-hmm. always stuck looking at the like 90 plus percent that you're like, yeah. well, that's not going to work. The way I do it is I start researching. So mm-hmm. if I'm in a dark place, let's say about health, I'll start researching and looking for possibility. So even that is just now changing the energy. I'm looking for possibility. I'm not looking for the dire. I'm not looking for the negative. I'm looking for the dream. And when you stay in dream mode, everything is possible. So even if you are feeling a lack in love, and you're on the apps now, just start dreaming about the next person rather than thinking, oh, none of these guys are going to be great or none of these girls are going to be great or whatever. Santa Claus isn't going to be great. Um, you just have to, you have to stay in kind of dream mode. You have to stay in possibility mode. Um, like I said, for me, I, I go to research. Has anyone ever beaten this? Or I will allow myself time to just sit and think of, well, what could a connection be to this, this, you know, health thing? You know, how could I, you know, has anyone ever shrunk a meningioma naturally? Okay. Well, what, what is a meningioma? Meningioma has hormonal ties. What if there's a hormonal thing? Let me look up hormone. I just go down the rabbit hole of possibility. And so, and then making your list of what you want, but then attaching the feeling to each of them, because You don't want to stay in the, I want a car mode. I want this Lamborghini because you're, you're still coming from lack from everything I've learned. You want to feel yourself. Okay. Here's a good example. When, um, when my friend came, came over to visit after I'd been to the first Dr. Joe meditation event, she's like, what have you done? You are floating. I need to know. So I told her she went home that day. She started doing Dr. Joe. She started meditating and she was meditating on meeting the man of her dreams and flying uh, on planes and being on yachts and all these things, right? Then she would watch Below Deck as a primer. That woman met her now boyfriend, who's a billionaire, maybe within two months and his yacht employs the Below Deck people. And so I was like, holy shit, I'm doing this all wrong. I'm just focusing on health. <laughs> I'm like, I need to focus on some fun things too. So I, I started focusing on a fun and adventurous life. And part of that fun and adventurous life, I would see my little butt, funny, my big butt. I'd see my big butt on a private seat. I'd see my feet on the yacht. And I was like, every year we're going to go on a yacht trip. It's going to be amazing. I don't know how I'm paying for a yacht trip, but I'm manifesting it. So guess who's going on a yacht trip on a private plane to Greece this summer? Me. And ironically, with this friend. (laughs) So I was like, holy shit, I think I manifested this. Because I was feeling the feelings. I wasn't saying, I just want to be, I want to have a yacht every summer or whatever. I visualized my feet on the, the wood. 
I saw myself laying on the, you know, the front of the boat. I saw my friends coming on. I saw my, my butt in the seat of the plane and my dad on the opposite side. Who's going to be on this plane with me too? Holy shit, I didn't even think of that part. Anyway, I would feel the feelings and that's what you're supposed to do. So if you're feeling trapped, start feeling the feelings of what you want don't keep feeling and sitting in the trap. And the other thing I do is I stop talking to people about all of the problems. The more you simmer in all the problems, the more you tell your story, which we all do until we learn not to, the more you're living in it and you're marinating in it. And then you're attracting more of that. So just shut the story down and start focusing on what you want and things will shift. I like that. I like the shutting the story down because... This was a tip I got. My therapist was like, sometimes it just comes, like when you just keep going, it's like now you're just complaining, right? And it's like, like you said, it's like you're then attracting, you're just bitching and complaining and you're attracting that back to you. So like shift the story. I yeah. love that. Well, also we want to get affirmation mm. and we want someone to tell us we're right. Mm. It's like, oh, Kelsey, poor Kelsey. You know, this person's so horrible. Yeah, like you, and and the thing is, and this is what's so hard about therapy too, and I've talked about this a million times on the show, you only tell your side. It's a very dangerous medium. You are going in and you're complaining about your spouse, but you're not saying the shit that you're doing that's contributing to the behavior because it's reciprocal. Nothing's ever one-sided. It's never black and white. There are reciprocal situations. So whether it's your therapist or your friend, you are telling one side of the story, your side, hoping to paint the most beautiful victim story so that they say you're right. Do you want to be right or do you want to feel better and have a good you know, outcome? Because you can be right. It's not going to fix anything. Um... And, and it's, it's always such a dangerous thing. That's why I never spoke to people about any issues I had with Kevin in, in my relationship, like when we were first starting, because A, I knew anybody I told was just going to have my back and tell me what I wanted to hear. Um, and it wasn't going to make for a good relationship where now we worked on our problems. Now I've got my friends telling me what they think and now they're they're also coming from their perspectives of what they think a relationship should be, not what I want my relationship to be. Um, so I never talked about any of this stuff with my friends. I never complained to my friends, oh, he didn't do this or I'm you know, disappointed about that. I had to work those things out with myself and then figure out what I wanted, not have everybody else tell me what they wanted. And again, I'm going to present my side and we are so good at presenting our side and it never leads to the true growth that you need for yourself because again, a therapist is being paid to sit across from you and if they're a good therapist, they're going to ask you maybe what role you've had in this. Like what do you think could have been contributing to this kind of energy or this situation? Um, But I've never heard one and I've had really great ones. I've never really heard one ask me to take ownership. They've always defended me. Um, there was a moment Kevin and I went and the therapist totally had my side and I loved it. But at the same time, I was like, it's not really appropriate. You, there are 
you know, two sides to some stuff. Like here, we got to, so I think that's always Mine luckily dangerous. always call me out. So I'm very grateful. <laughs> My two that I've had, I've always been like, um, but that's why I like them. Yeah. Always, always have called me out. But maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I'm presenting it that way too, but I feel like, yeah, because you're absolutely right. You have to, it's like my mom would always say, it takes two to tango. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you can have a side, but like, it always takes two to tango. Yeah. So. It does. Well, I hope this was helpful, friends. Um, I haven't done a chat show in a minute. Um, thank you for being with us today. Um, we are doing an event. I just want to give you guys a heads up. It's very early. We're a month away. But we are doing an event at Macy's in Herald Square on May 5th. It's a Mother's Day special we are going to tape a live episode there. I'm going to have um, a meet and greet that's available um, for you guys. So um, I hope you guys will join us May 5th at Macy's. I think it's at 1 o'clock. Yes. Okay. 1 o'clock. Um, if you haven't joined Patreon yet, um, Kelsey, will you share the brilliance of Patreon with everybody. I will. Patreon's the best because, first of all, you get ad-free shows, and then you also get, for the $10 and up tier, you get a monthly heel event, which they're my favorite ever. We pick our, like, super experts or healers or whatever, like, leader we've had on, and they come on and they basically just do a hour-long workshop on a specific topic. So, like, last month we did one with Sarah Baldwin, who's the somatic experiencing practitioner. She went really in depth on how we can regulate our nervous system. It's so cool. We're all in like a live Zoom with everybody. It's such a special group. I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone has become friends. Everyone has each other's backs. And then, yeah, you get to be on this live Zoom, which some Marie always says it, but it's true. Some of these people don't even take clients anymore. So it's amazing and I adore it. So like you said, it's a, it's a, a good community of like-minded people. So if you don't feel like you have your people that are on that same vibration as you, that want the same things, um, and, in you know, the spiritual realm, the energetic realm, health, everything, these are your people. These are people who are trying every day to be better. Um, and we're doing it together. So in the meantime, um, be nice people, make good choices. And, oh wait, we didn't say where they can sign up for Patreon. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I feel like something's missing here. I'm like, you, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping out. I'm like, oh yeah, join Patreon. Bye. Bye. You can click on in the summary of this. We'll put a link to Patreon, but you also can go to mariamanunos.com. Click on Patreon. Winnie is always, always there with me as well, so you get to hang out with Winnie. But yeah, mariamanunos.com. Click Patreon. You can sign up, and we'll put it also in the summary. Awesome. All right, friends. Be nice people. Make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.